Good morning. Welcome to With God at Dawn. Grace will help you to establish your home. Proverbs 24 verse 3 tells us, Through wisdom is an house builded, and by understanding it is established. He who gave Eve to Adam as a helpmeet performed his first miracle at a marriage festival. Thus he sanctioned marriage, recognizing it as an institution that he himself had established. He ordained that men and women should be united in holy wedlock to rear families whose members crowned with honor should be recognized as members of the family above. Like every other one of God's good gifts, marriage has been perverted by sin, but it is the purpose of the gospel to restore its purity and beauty. The grace of Christ and this alone can make this institution what God designed it should be, an agent for the blessing and uplifting of humanity. And thus, the families of earth, in their unity and peace and love, may represent the family of heaven. The condition of society presents a sad comment upon heaven's ideal of this sacred relation. Yet even for those who have found bitterness and disappointment where they had hoped for companionship and joy, the gospel of Christ offers a solace. The patience and gentleness which his spirit can impart will sweeten the bitter lot. The heart in which Christ dwells will be so filled, so satisfied with his love, that it will not be consumed with longing to attract sympathy and attention to itself. And through the surrender of the soul to God, his wisdom can accomplish what human wisdom fails to do. Through the revelation of his grace, hearts that were once indifferent or estranged may be united. Men and women can reach God's ideal for them if they will take Christ as their helper. What human wisdom cannot do, his grace will accomplish for those who give themselves to him in loving trust. His providence can unite hearts in bonds that are of heavenly origin. Love will not be a mere exchange of soft and flattering words. The loom of heaven weaves with warp and woof, finer yet more firm, than can be woven by the looms of earth. The result is not a tissue fabric, but a texture that will bear wear and test and trial. Heart will be bound to heart in the golden bonds of a love that is enduring. Now, it's really sad, isn't it? There's so much marital unhappiness in the world. And the church is just about even in that race now with marital unhappiness. It does no good to wag your finger and reprimand. Our great need is for an indwelling Savior. All the best advice in the world is useless without the indwelling Spirit of Christ. Would you agree? We read that all God's gifts to us have been perverted by sin. You know, I can truly understand why all the unfallen beings on the other planets, they want to know that the saved from planet Earth are changed. Why they have an intense interest in each name as it comes up for investigation in heaven is because of that reason. There will be no secrecy. Every person who names the name of Christ 
will be investigated and it will be seen that they have been born again to newness of life. I'll read a little bit about that for you. It's found in Daniel chapter 7, verses 9 to 14. Sorry, I'm taking so long. I beheld till the thrones were cast down, or uh, actually that's read uh, in the margin as placed. Thrones were placed. I guess that came from a time when, let's say in the east, when they, they cast down big cushions on the floor, and that's what they sat on. I beheld till the thrones were cast down, and the Ancient of Days did sit, whose garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head like the pure wool his throne was like the fiery flame and his wheels as burning fire. A fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. Thousand thousands ministered unto him. Ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The judgment was set and the books were opened. Well, first, it's kind of interesting that his throne had wheels, but it, it is movable. We read about that in Ezekiel, but going on here. I beheld then, because of the voice of the great words which the horn spake, I beheld even till the beast was slain, and his body destroyed and given to the burning fire. As concerning the rest of the beasts, they had their dominion taken away. This is speaking of the uh, idol that uh, Daniel dreamed about. Yet their lives were prolonged for a season and a time. Actually, I think it was Nebuchadnezzar's dream. I saw in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven, and came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. There was given him dominion and glory, a kingdom that all people, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away. His kingdom, that which shall not be destroyed. Let me explain that a little bit, if I can, if I may. You don't have to believe the same as I. I'm just going to explain what I understand. Um, the Ancient of Days sitting in judgment, of course, is uh, Almighty God, the God, and he's sitting in judgment. And Jesus comes near before him to represent his people. Uh, and this uh, actually began in 1844, October 22. The dominion and glory that was given him is made up of the people who were wearing Christ's robe of righteousness and entered into the wedding. Uh, this is referred to as the wedding in other places in the Bible. Those whose names came up, who claimed Christ's name, but who were wearing their own wedding garment, they were cast out. Their names were not kept. Now, nobody is actually there in person. This is something that happens based on the books and the information in the books in your life. Jesus is there to represent you, and it's happening just as verily as real as anything you can name that's real. <laughs> uh, this is not the great judgment. This is the investigative judgment. Um, the people who claim Christ's name, their name is in the book of life right now, but should it stay in the book of life? This is the thing, and all of the unfallen worlds and all of the people in heaven, all of the beings, they want to know, are these names that have been written in the book of life, can we trust them in heaven? Can we trust them roaming around from planet to planet? Are they planning to sin again? 
We saw the suffering that happened on planet Earth. We saw the horror of it all. And uh, we're not going to allow anyone in. Their names are investigated. And they have come in with Christ's righteousness. That's his wedding garment. They'll be allowed to stay. So this is not the great judgment at the end of the thousand years that's described in Revelation chapter 20, um, 11 to 15. I'll read that for you. Revelation chapter 20. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heavens fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. See, the people who were dead on the earth after Jesus took his people away, they were the wicked. He saw the dead stand before them. The book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. So if their name was not in the book of life, you know what um, judgment they get. The sea gave up the dead which were in it. The death and hell delivered, or death in the grave, delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. So this is the at the end of the thousand years. And you can find information about that through chapter 20 in Revelation. Read the whole chapter. Just start noticing uh, what things are stated in there. And it will become clear to you. This judgment is for the wicked. Well, so then why does it say the book of life? Well, I infer that for all who are watching the other planets, the unfallen worlds, it is shown that there is no mistake. The wicked do not have their names in the book of life. And verse 15 says, Whosoever was not found written in the book of life were cast into the lake of fire. So during the thousand years, the righteous who Jesus came and got from earth and brought home with him sat on thrones and judged with him. I'll read Revelation 20, verse 4 for you. It says, and I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and the word of God, which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or on their hands. They lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. And uh, that thousand years, God's people are there with him, judging the dead and the wicked. Revelation 20 describes two resurrections, the just and the wicked. But back to our subject. If if you, for instance, have found yourself in a marriage that has been perverted by sin, it can help to remember that the life your partner is having may be the only heaven they will enjoy. You can have compassion on them and lean on Christ for strength. We read that the patience and gentleness which Christ's spirit can impart will sweeten your bitter lot. I really appreciate the next sentence. The heart in which Christ dwells will be so filled, so satisfied with his love that it will not be consumed with a longing to attract sympathy and attention to itself. But I, I just want to say, clarify that if you find yourself lonely and in an unsafe place, then this does not apply to you. I am here, not here to tell you to try to work it out and find strength in Christ. You may need to get to a safe place. God does not require you to sacrifice your life or the life of your children trying to change someone who is abusive. To this one, I recommend a counselor. 
I mention this simply because there are people in abusive relationships who find it nearly impossible to extricate themselves. And I do not want it thought that I would encourage you to stay there. You can pray for someone and be a blessing without having to be in the same house. So I encourage counseling. But our reading today revealed that a Christian family who seeks the presence of Jesus in their home can know the peace he promises. Heart will be bound to heart in the golden bond of enduring love. And this I desire for you. Uh, I can't have it myself as I am single, but I can pray for it for you and anyone out there who is in a marital situation that really isn't perfect yet. But the Lord can bring you to a place of closeness. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, you will give us the grace to establish a home, a home where love exists and where the dwellers who dwell there have happiness and love and care for each other. I pray that this home will be the witness and example to the community and for those who are here with me this morning, that they might have that experience of you dwelling in their heart and in their home. Thank you, Lord. In your name I pray. Amen. Thank you for joining me today, uh, my brother and sister. I uh, will uh, see you in the morning. God bless.